0: PGCE Research Bites, student teacher research from the team behind Emma and Tom Talk Teaching. Hello and welcome back to PGCE Research Bites, which is where we share the very best student teacher research from here at the Cardiff Partnership for Initial Teacher Education. And I'm joined today by Phoebe Rees who's just completed PGCE Primary, so you're a new primary school teacher. Congratulations. Thank
1: you, I can't believe it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just finished last week and you're here to share your assignment, your second assignment, which was a really excellent piece of work. So the first thing to ask you, what was the topic of your assignment and why did you choose it?
1: So my topic was focused on learner wellbeing and there were different, lots of different reasons why I chose this topic. I think the first one came from my background in psychology and having my psychology undergraduate degree, where I specifically chose modules focused on self-esteem, child development. Like I was very focused on well-being from my undergraduate degree, and I've kind of carried that forwards with me through to my PGCE. So when I was given the opportunity to design an intervention, I kind of already knew the area I wanted to go into, and this was also confirmed by. My school's kind of emphasis on well-being in their learners and their passion for ensuring that all of their learners kind of are achieving, not just academically, but also within themselves. And they carry out termly well-being assessments, which is what I then use to select my sample. So that's kind of where it all came from after these well-being assessments were carried out. And I noticed there were some learners who I thought could do with a bit of support. So that's sort of where it all stemmed from, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was a bit of a marriage made in heaven for you in a way, because when I saw, because I marked your assignment and I saw it was going to be well-being, and I thought, uh-oh, this can be really woolly sometimes, yeah. you know, learning being is all very fluffy and very nice, but yes. actually because of your psychology background, you were able to draw on some really kind of rigorous stuff yes. to, to make it a bit more solid and a bit more measurable. So what did you draw upon then from the literature um, about well-being?
1: so when i looked into it it kind of confirmed my existing beliefs that there is a correlation between low self-esteem and academic low academic attainment so in the literature i was able to find a measure called cooper smith self-esteem inventory which gave me a quantitative measure of self-esteem and it was actually really useful because i was able to focus on the academic subscale which was involved in it so this self-esteem inventory broke down self-esteem into all the different concepts so there was general self social self and peers home parents and then the one that i was really interested in the school and academic subscale so i was then able to use this to focus on the academic self-esteem element rather than just looking at self-esteem as a whole
0: Okay, so having found some really rigorous ways of measuring uh, about about um, well-being and, yes. and narrowing it down, which was really important, you were then able to to design an intervention. So, what was the plan with this one?
1: So, I was really lucky that I stumbled across an article by Bozatao, which was actually a roadmap for future self-esteem interventions. So it was really useful because I was able to see that self-esteem was broken down into cognitive determinants and social factors. So I was aware of exactly what it was I needed to target with my intervention. So I then designed my intervention with this in mind and made sure that I was including activities that were relating to these different determinants and factors. And I, it was, I also thought it was really important that there was a self-reflective element involved where the learners reflected on their own feelings and made their own targets in terms of improving these feelings. I thought that was really important, especially because it's a very personal subject. is something that is individual to each learner. So they need to be able to do use their own initiative to figure out what they need to help them.
0: Yeah, I suppose as a secondary specialist, I'm kind of used to dealing with teenagers, you know, and they have all kinds of interesting things going on. You were dealing with much younger yes. people. And I suppose we've heard a lot Coming out of COVID, you know about pupils yeah. being being really affected. I mean, how were your pupils? Were they okay? Were they were they really struggling?
1: I think looking at the class, you wouldn't have been able to pick them out. The ones that I'd chosen c- because I was specifically focusing on this academic feelings. So on the playground, they weren't on their own. They had all these friends, but it was mainly their feelings towards their schoolwork. And they weren't low achievers. Some of them were really high achievers, but they just didn't have the confidence in their own work which made me quite sad, really, to think that they're actually doing really well, but they couldn't recognise it themselves. So I think that was a big thing for me that I wanted to help them with.
0: Yeah, it's kind of worrying, isn't it, to think they're so young and yet they're starting to solidify these views about their own abilities. Yes,
1: exactly. And with them being in year five, I also thought it was a really important time for them because they're about to do that big transition to secondary school. And I think it's important that I was giving them the tools to kind of deal with it now rather than waiting till it gets to a point where it's kind of too bad to go back, if you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and this psychology tool, this tool for academic self-concept, yes. I mean, I'm not a psychology specialist <laughs> at all, but I'm assuming, did it need a bit of translating into some kind of pupil-friendly sort of language?
1: I was quite lucky that this self-esteem inventory was developed for children and adolescents. Okay. So it was a very comprehensive questionnaire and I also kind of accounted for any differences in reading ability by reading the statements to the children and they all they had to do was tick a box that was like me or unlike me so it was a very straightforward way for them to kind of give their feelings
0: I see okay and then when you'd you'd noticed that with these pupils then who were really struggling with their academic yes. self esteem or self concept did you just work with those pupils then or did you work with a range or did you work with everybody
1: I considered working with everyone because because I'm so passionate about this I do think it is really important that everyone does have this opportunity to kind of improve their well-being but to make it work I thought it was important to be it was because you need to focus on the individual needs of the learners it would have been too big a task to focus on 31 learners and kind of help them all individually so I took a group of three who had kind of the lowest scores and also a range of academic abilities, because I didn't just want to take the low achievers or the mid, you know, I had to kind of get a balance. Mm. And then, yeah, I was able to help them individually and work with them on a closer level than I would have been able to if I'd done it with the whole class.
0: Yeah, so what kind of things did you do with these pupils who had such low opinions of their own abilities? Yeah,
1: I mean, first of all, we started by one of the cognitive determinants that was identified by Bozatow was discrepancies between their aspirations and their competence so i thought it was first of all important for them to identify what they are actually good at and so they had an understanding of how they can kind of use those skills in a productive way and another thing that they was important was attending to their own theories which is the first thing i focused on so we kind of did an activity of talking cards where i gave them each a picture first of all of the school second of the playground and third of the classroom and just asked them to kind of write everything on the page and I said it's important that they write good things and bad things and I just gave them time to sit there on their own and just kind of get everything out and then as a group we went back over these talking cards and picked out some things that they would like to change and then that was what they used to then make their first target their first self-reflective target which they then had to write steps of how they would achieve this target. And we reflected on it in the next session.
0: What kind of targets were they setting then?
1: There was lots of different things. So one of them was just to enjoy a maths lesson, something as simple as that. And the steps that she identified that she could do to do that was to ask for help when she needs it. Because quite often she can be quite distracted. She's quite a distracted learner. But I put that down to behavioural issues. But in reality, I think it was more that she didn't really know what to do. So she found other ways to entertain herself other than doing the work. So she said that she would ask for help and then start with the easiest questions to give her a bit of a confidence boost to get on with the rest of it. And it was really rewarding because when she reflected on, tar- on her target, she actually said that she really enjoyed all the math lessons the following week, which was just such a nice thing to hear, knowing that it's actually made a difference.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about what you're saying about how these things kind of manifest themselves in the classroom. You can imagine some people probably, if they don't believe they can do something, they do all sorts of avoidance behaviours to kind of yes. avoid failing, as they see exactly,
1: it's going to be. exactly. So
0: I suppose if you were inexperienced or you or you didn't quite know what you're looking for, you might just assume they were they were naughty or silly yes, or something like that.
1: Definitely, and that was identified in their progress reviews by their teacher. So that was another reason why I included this learner in my sample because I wanted to look at the universal cause of this behavior and where it was actually coming from. So I thought that was really important to explore that.
0: Yeah, so you really got to know these these learners a lot better as people. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I think that really helped throughout the process that I built this really strong rapport with them so they did feel open to share their honest feelings and be truthful about their experiences. So I think that was really important in making sure that this was a successful intervention.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I know the assignment. You don't get a huge amount of time to do yeah. this, do you? I, mean, I just hearing this described, this sounds like an enormous kind <laughs> yeah. of piece of work to do with these pupils, and you only had a few weeks. So yes. was there any impact that you could measure in such a short time?
1: Yeah, so we started off doing this self-esteem inventory, and I also then repeated it at the end of the intervention. And I was really pleased that, for each of the learners, they increased dramatically in their academic self-concept, which was just so nice to see that it actually had made a measurable difference. And I also repeated their Thrive assessments, their termly well-being assessments that the school carry out. And again, these all increased. And it was really nice that all the learners were kind of sat there going, wow, I've never had a Thrive assessment this high. Like they could even identify it, which was really nice.
0: So even in such a short space of time, it had a really big effect. Yeah,
1: definitely. And then this kind of manifested in their classroom behavior. And it came out in their reflections of in plenaries of lessons where they might have to do an exit ticket or an emoji exit ticket. So before they would say, oh, I was confused today. like. I didn't enjoy this lesson. And then after the intervention, looking through their plenaries, it's all really positive comments. Like, this was a really fun lesson. I feel like I did well today. So it's just kind of seeing that change in mindset that was really rewarding.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm a secondary specialist, but I know that primary... You're trying to squeeze so much into the time that's available and there are certain things that tend to always end up top of the heap yes certain things end up you know a little bit neglected stuff like this i mean particularly post-covid it feels like this is something that that really needs to be at the core of what's going on now
1: yeah i agree and i think moving forwards i'm definitely going to take the health and wellbeing area of learning experience as a priority in my teaching, because this has just shown to me how important it is and the difference that it can make in all the other areas of learning experience.
0: Yeah, and what what did your mentor, what did the rest of the school make of it?
1: Oh, my mentor was so pleased and I had very positive feedback and especially saying, it was really nice that even he could notice the differences in the children in their class, like they would be participating more in class discussions, putting their hand up more, just having more confidence. And yeah, it was really nice to see.
0: Yeah, had a big impact there. Yeah. Just thinking now, as you head off into your glorious career as a teacher, um, I mean, this sounds like a great success story for a kind of classroom-based piece of research or piece of inquiry. I mean, where do you see this this sort of way of working fitting in your career in the future? Is this something you want to do more of in future?
1: Yes, definitely in the future. I think for now, as a newly qualified teacher, I think I just want to focus on kind of building those skills. but. It, well-being will definitely underlie all of my practice and then in the future, because it's an area I'm so passionate about, I can definitely see myself delving deeper into this and kind of expanding on the research.
0: Yeah, definitely. And is this, um, this tool that you use, this measurement tool, obviously as a specialist you knew about it, is this something that all our colleagues in school could dig out and use relatively definitely. easily? Definitely.
1: I think this intervention that I've designed. It's not too complicated, which is kind of the best thing about it. It's very simple steps that anyone could kind of use. And it's a very comprehensive tool that people could use.
0: Mm, Do you want to name check the uh, measurement tool again? Yes, it
1: was Cooper Smith's Self-Esteem Inventory.
0: Brilliant should be, uh, every classroom should have yes, one. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing That's that. That's okay. fantastic impact, really kind of rigorous approach to well-being, and obviously some pupils really thanking you for that work that you've yeah, done. Yeah, so
1: hopefully. Thanks
0: for coming and sharing that today. <laughs> That's okay. And we'll be back with some more research bites for you all very soon. Thanks for watching and see you again. pgce research bites comes from the team behind emma and tom talk teaching and is presented this week by me tom breeze it showcases the best student teacher research from the cardiff partnership for initial teacher education thanks to phoebe reese from pgce primary who joined us today to share her research podcast artwork is by beth blandford and the music is by cameron stewart we'll be back with a regular episode next week and pgce research bites will be back soon